Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in to Let's Talk About Feelings on Reinventing the Tattoo. I am Robbie Rapole. With me, as always, Dusty Pitstick. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to jump in and say thank you to Guy, Gabe, and everyone that is a part of the Reinventing team uh, that makes a little space for us possible to sit around and do something that tattooers don't typically do, which is talk about feelings. Uh, and uh, here we are. And um, today I decided to have a little bit of a different approach where we actually had a topic. Um, <clears throat> and so Dusty reached out with the topic of hurt people hurt people. And uh, right topic. not that I love that, but I love that. Um, <laughs> I that's great for you. <laughs> What's that? I said, that's great for you. Right. Uh, all of us. Um, but uh, yeah, so what, so you said it, it came up a lot in the past few weeks, and I'm interested to hear that. Um, no, if there's a specific, specific, uh, just, it seems to be a thing in a lot of people's lives lately. It seems like everybody's going through it lately. Uh, I have noticed like friends in other states, friends in other countries, like everyone everywhere. It seems like it's been a, uh, ah, what's the word I'm looking at? Just like a season of just kind of crud, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, which is what it is, is not a great, um, you know, is what it is, is not a great thing because it is very like dismissive, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. But it has felt like it is kind of an is what it is season for everyone recently, which is kind of like, ugh. Um, but I have noticed that when everybody is hurting, uh, we have tendencies to take it out on others or to want to hurt others so that they are not feeling as good as well the way that we are. And uh, I think that that, I mean, it's especially like in tattooing, like how do you, I don't want to say have a bad attitude because that's implying that people have an attitude problem. Uh, but like, how are how do you get in a funk and take it in somewhere and you try and leave it at the door, but when you can't, like you potentially bring down others at your job. And like, now they're feeling, there's a, uh, I feel like we've talked about this before. We have. Study that uh, an old science teacher of mine had done where they would like pick somebody every time they had like a faculty or whatever get together to just be like we're gonna you know somebody that wasn't in the loop on the joke and they would essentially just like you doing okay like you, you look kind of rough and uh kind of do that throughout the night like yeah you just, you just seem like something's off are you all right and they said like nine out of ten times that that person would leave early that night like yeah i'm just not feeling good i'm just not you know so it's like there there is that mental you know when you're around negativity negativity comes to you and all of that stuff and it is like you know when we're all going through it separately and sometimes together how do you uh exist in a world where it's really hard to like go to work and like ah man all my coworkers are going through it everybody's going through things 
uh, and not just everybody dragging each other down and it turns into everybody being hurt or everybody being upset or just, you know, it goes in a lot of weird directions. No, it really does. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get Donna to. Oh to no, you're good. Kill the fan Did for. You... Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like that's um, that ties into like why one of my main actually when I opened the shop I only had one rule right, um, and it was don't don't ruin the vibe. Yeah. Like, if you come in here and you fuck up my vibe, you're fired on the spot immediately. And when I say my vibe, I mean the vibe that we've intentionally created to have a beautiful, fun, happy studio. And, yeah. uh, you know, like, don't come in. Uh, and that, and that's trauma for me, right? So um, it's no secret me and my brother have had issues over the years. And one of the biggest things that I didn't like was when if he would come into the studio and feel some type of way, then everyone else would have to feel that type of way with him. Yeah. Yeah, no. So like for me, when you come into my studio, whether you're a client, whether you're an artist, uh, you know, whether you're front desk staff, whether you're an owner, if you come in and you fuck up the vibe, well then like, you're gonna be asked to get the fuck out of here. Cause we're building or have built a place that's a safe place for people. Um, and whatever that means to you for safe place, right? Safe haven uh, to just go and unwind, safe place to act weird and be yourself. Cause I know people that like, don't get to be weird at work like we do. Um, you know, like any type of coming in and being yourself uh, and like, reading the room and enjoying adding to the experience rather than coming in being in your head and taking away from others because hurt people hurt people yeah. Uh, so yeah a hundred percent um that's that's been the thing and i didn't realize it came from like a hurt people hurt people standpoint it was more of hey let's have fun while we're here because like you know we're at work and then the people that are paying to get hurt are paying to get hurt so <laughs> Let's make it a good fucking time for everybody. So, yeah, and it's, it's yeah. a little, I don't want to say hard because like, okay, um, you're in a situation where you do have the right staff and everybody's loving on each other and everything's good and they don't fuck up the vibe. Like even the best of us are going to have worst days. So like when the best of us are having our worst day, it does you know like i like i think my day is okay i don't think anything's going wrong i was just quiet today uh but when i went in one of my regulars that i've done like two full sleeves on is getting tattooed there's a collab piece i'm doing and she was getting the other artist part of the collab piece done and she was in there and she's like don't you seem weird today when i walked in and i was like oh like i literally just walked in with boxes and like hi she's like you're not yourself like you're not bubbly like what's going on it was very like insistent of like something's going on something's up with you and it did feel like the whole day had a very quiet tone with everybody's clients from there very like oh something seems off and it's like and that's not me saying that i'm particularly having a bad day because i don't think that i am but like <laughs> when, when the good people have the bad days it still affects the whole ecosystem and it's like how do you deal with that when it's not you know the vibe fucker uppers but the like 
oh man someone i actually care about is going through it or they're going through hurt you know like how do you make them feel seen and acknowledged and cared for while equally being like you know we're not going to make the whole shop sad sack today like let's let's work through it and sometimes the best way to work through it people just kind of have to go through it and you know take their time and it's like hard to be like hey you're taking your time and going through it but also like come on man you're dragging us all fucking into the sad pit right Um, right. so it's just uh it's a weird thing and i think like i said it's there's no specific example i think everybody's been going through stuff recently but it seems like watching a lot of people too and no specific person no specific examples just like everyone has felt a little extra heavy lately i don't know if you've noticed that at all like situations people everything past couple months it's just been a little like transitional and heavy and kind of bummery and weird and i so, feel like it has casted a little bit of a cloud on like everybody a couple of things popped up for me in that whole uh bunch of statements so i want to start with you coming into the shop carrying boxes and the person saying what's wrong with you Um, I used to come into the shop, like ready to kill at least 10 people as an appetite, you know, like, uh, so now if I walk into the shop and I only want to like minorly hurt a half a person, like that's still progress for me in my world. Right. Fair. If you catch me in that moment, you might feel that I want to say like the pushback against the first mile that you're running. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, the first mile is always the hardest. Um, And when I used to run around my neighborhood, it would be a mile before I ran back to my house again. And when I got back to my house, I'd be like, fuck this. We're not stopping. But the whole first mile, I'd be like, I can't wait to be back home so I can stop. (laughs) So I think sometimes for me personally, when I come into the studio, there's a heaviness that is attached to me of all the worries I just went through, all the stresses I just went through, all the possible situations that I played out in my head. None of them ended up properly or the way I wanted them to. And then I get to the shop and I'm like, hey, fucker, calm down. We're going to be fine. But like, I have to get to a point of being fine. So sometimes when I come into the shop, I'm not fine. And I'm not myself. And I'm not, and I'm not bubbly. So I think the point I'm making is, I don't know if you go through that as well. But like, the worst time to fucking deal with me is as soon as I get to the shop. Unless you're Brittany. (laughs) Brittany comes up to me. She's like, going through it today, hot dog. And I'm like, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for seeing me. I feel you. Um, and I'll either, that, that gives me space to vent um, or space to talk and, and suss out the problem or just like, hey dog, it's just a regular Tuesday and I'm just feeling weird. But thanks for noticing. Yeah. I appreciate your love. And now it's a, an area for me to like adjust because I've I been- so so that that was the first thing that came up when you were talking about all that. And then it was just like when someone's going through it. So now so now we're 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 shifting to someone is specifically having some shit 
your intuition's telling you this motherfucker's feeling and can't stop feeling. Yeah. And you don't know how to fix that. Yeah. Right. And that and that and that kind of sounds like what y'all went through today. It could have started with a little bit of you just being flustered from because for me, like I said, sometimes the morning flusters me, you yeah. know, trying to get ready and get to work on time. And and like, even though I've done this a million times, it's just so hard to get started some days. But like what <laughs> that that could have been part of the start. But then when they came in, you could have had something like you said, you didn't even know what was going on, but they're in tune and they feel you. When I'm the in tune person and I notice somebody's going through it, I get a little insistent. I'm like, what's going down? And then if yeah. they if they get a little like, fuck you about it, like leave me alone, I'm going through my shit, then I start to get creative. Okay. Right? Because a lot of the time when people are like, what's wrong with you? You're like, stop attacking me. I'm in pain and I don't even know I'm in pain and I can't even do anything other than feel attacked. And now I hate me and you and this situation. Please give me a blanket that I can hide under. Right. So like um, when I realize I've made somebody need a blanket to hide under. Yeah. If it's an, if it's a prolonged experience, you know, if it's like a piercing, oh, well, sorry, you're in and out, you know, hopefully your day got better. But like if there's a tattoo client or a tattoo or somebody you work with, a lot of the time I'll like pause, step away, create space between me and the situation. And then, like I said, I'll get creative. And I'll think of creative ways to work through it with them. So like, okay. you know, instead of coming back and being like, I know there's something going on. Just be, you know, give it some space. And like when you're when you're struggling with a tattoo decision, you know, and you're like, I don't know what color to make this, or I don't know where to put this. A lot of the time, just doing what you know uh, will allow the answer to come find you rather than you go search for it. So now I'm in a situation where my my client, my friend, my lover, uh, my child, whatever is going through it. And so I come around and I'd be like, how can I face this with a way to help them interact? You know, uh, taking the shame away, taking the forcing away, but now I'm going to help you interact with me because I know you need it. Um, and I'm not having any, any uh, instances pop up because like I said, these usually pop up in the moment, but like, you know, the homie's feeling down. You've now made them feel ostracized because you've like, badgered them in a sense <laughs> without meaning oh, yeah. you know and then you're like all right hey man so uh what's up with that car project that you're working on or do any slick tattoos lately and like i find a way to make conversation with them in a way that brings it up um yeah and then we find things dude it's funny so in a different situation but similar uh, my friend fucking Caleb that's working on my back. You know, Caleb. Yeah. Not a feelingsy guy. But he's got tons of feelings and emotions because he's human. So he's in town. He's working on my back. Uh, actually, the next day, uh, I'm working on another client. He pops up to the shop. And we start talking about things. I ask him something about how his relationship is going with a family member that we've talked about in the past. 
he shuts down. Yeah. He's like, oh, dirt, no feelings. And actually, he made mention. He's like, this is why I don't fucking like to hang out with you. Because when I fucking start talking to you, feelings and shit come out. And I ain't with that. So, like, <laughs> uh, so later on, and me and my client are real close in the fact that, like, you know, those clients that you just connect with so well that you feel like you've known them forever, even though you've only tattooed them five times, right? Yeah, so, oh, like, for sure. So me and her are, like, in this whole kind of mom and dad phase with him at this point because then a couple minutes later he starts dropping the fucking all the info that i asked for prior but didn't Those ask are my again. favorite people because it's so funny that it's like dude what's up oh nothing don't even worry about it i'm good man my fucking dad you know like <laughs> just start talking about it and like at one point i started chiming in and then he ran out of the room for a second. And I tell my client, I'm like, yo, I need to stop talking because this motherfucker, he's like, we haven't had to speak because he's speaking so much and he never talks about his emotions. And she's like, I know that's why I backed up. I was like, shit, as soon as I spoke, that's why I stopped speaking because like, I realized like I got what I wanted. I got him to start speaking about his life and I didn't even realize it. So, so like things like that. So like when I know somebody needs it, right but they're feeling attacked, finding a way to create a safe space for them in the fashion that, you know, giving your kid vegetables in the form of veggie tots, you know, instead of like fucking bro broccoli florets. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You make it their idea. You give it to them in a way. So yeah, that, that was a very long way of explaining what went on in my brain when you were talking about yeah. that today because like it it made the mood weird but if like somebody could have spoken up and like shifted it some to a degree uh yeah and not saying that like some days are somber days because some days are somber days oh yeah and that's and that's not even to say that like work what like there was joking and like i i tattooed the chest of a good buddy who we started on a big ass cover-up and he um he's a fun dude he's he was telling me about i'll keep this the short version but he lives in okay so like if uh i, I don't have a good example for melbourne because i'm not sure uh, what's the name what's the name of the area of melbourne that you guys are in because i can't uh, west palm right no uh, brevard west melbourne uh, west west or brevard oh, that's what i'm thinking of brevard yeah. county yeah um Bre or brevard's the county fuck no i knew it but like the point being that, like, if you lived in Dayton, Ohio, uh, there is downtown Dayton, and there's, like, nightlife, and there's stuff going on, but within 10 minutes of Dayton, there's, like, all the little suburbs, like, Riverside, and Oakwood, and Jamestown, and, you know, fucking Beaver right. Creek, and these little, they're not really cities, but they claim to be cities, but it's, it's all Dayton. Yeah. Um, so, he lives in Riverside, and he's got this Facebook thing going on where somebody and it's like the the riverside community facebook group uh like somebody like called out his brother-in-law on there for like i don't even know what something stupid like just being like you're all dumb racist it's definitely like a typical community page where it's just a bunch of old people bitching about like a black person came to my door and i don't know <laughs> what to do uh 
so his brother-in-law is like what the fuck you're all idiots and they like banned him from the group he's like my whole family has been banned from this facebook group <laughs> so he, he owns a house in riverside as well so he went in and he's like doing all this stuff to fuck with these people and like it's all really just dumb stuff um like he keeps taking photos he keeps having a friend take photos of him he's like i've tattooed the side of his head i've tattooed his you know fucking like neck and shit um he keeps having a friend take photos of him in Kroger and he keeps posting it in his group as someone else. Like that tattooed face person is back in the Kroger. I don't like it. Um, fucking with these people. But the moral being, we talked about that and we're talking about all this stuff. So it was a good day. It did feel a little more quiet and it's weird because it did like, I didn't think something particularly was up, but just having someone, uh, and even when she left for the day, when, you know, her tattoo got finished, um, I'm doing more of my part of the collab on her next time. And she's like, are you going to be in a better mood? And I was like, I just didn't know I'm in a bad mood. Fuck, dude. Uh, you know, so it's like, it's a little weird. That might just boil down to something that I have admittedly been struggling with lately of like, I'm not always on. And, you know, we did, we did the Indie Tattoo Expo this weekend. Uh, Will from my shop went out with me and we saw homies and stuff, but like, I didn't feel the need to go out after every night and like party it up with everybody. Like I went and said hi to everybody. I went and said bye. So I just kind of tattooed in my booth and hung out, talked to people, talked to the booths next to us. But I wasn't necessarily at 11. And it's like, am I that kind of person that if I'm not at 11, that people are like, oh, I'm reading too much into this. Something's up because, you know. Um, and like I said, it's not like she she particularly cast like a whole shadow over the day, but it's funny how even the littlest stuff like that can affect the ecosystem. And then the bigger stuff where it's like people are really hurting, you know, you've got a coworker that's going through, you know, like their kid is real sick or, you know, we, we've got a coworker who not spilling her beans at all, but like she's cares for her grandparents and there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on with that. And that's not like a, you know, oh, we'll be better tomorrow. Like this long going stuff that it's like hard to find a balance of letting them hurt and letting them feel safe without also like letting it overflow the shop or letting it, you know, take over everything. But you also don't want to go hard left and be like, ah, no, nah, this is the cool place though. We're dancing and shit and make them feel like super invalidated in the rest of their life. And so it just, it kind of hurts everything. And it, it can, with the wrong people and the wrong things, cause resentment, it can cause arguments, it can cause issues, but even in the best shop where no one fucks up the vibe, like, big things still happen, and it's such a, like I said, I just, I feel like everyone lately has been going through, not like a, like, oh, I'm sad this week, or like, oh, you know, the moon has me acting away, but like, legit, like, family stuff and you know just like the amount of people that i know that have been going through divorces lately and the amount of people that i know that have been going through like leaving cities behind and starting new adventures and it's positive but it's also like i'm leaving everything behind you know the people that have been going through death there's been a lot of death recently and like we're all kind of at that age where like a lot of parents are starting to pass away and stuff like that and my mom is very healthy so this is not a knock on her but she just had her 60th birthday saturday and I was in India and I texted her right at midnight and stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm almost 60. Like, that means I'm getting old. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that existential stuff that's really, you know, I know you just went through some staffing changes. Uh, our shop just went through some stuff. Like, it's, it's a lot of big stuff that it's just like, 
man, it can weigh on you. And it does like, hopefully people don't hurt each other over it. And hopefully it doesn't get, but it bogs you down and it does affect kind of everyone in the ecosystem a little bit. Well, you know, um, to touch on what you may be going through, the staffing changes that you guys went through kind of personally involved you at certain aspects. Yeah. Um, so I know, you know, you said you've been like really reflecting since then and trying to figure out who, what, how, and why on your part and all of it and stuff. So having gone through a lot of that myself and being attacked a lot myself, I'm not saying you were attacked, um, but like if you were feeling attacked or anything, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of people like, dude, my piercer that just left started the conversation with you're fucking greedy. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know where this fucking business actually benefited my pocket <laughs> in the past three years. Everything that's come into this business has gone back into it for the people that work here. So like, when I was told I was greedy, I was like, oh, that hurt. Then the next day he fucking blocked me on social media. And then I hear through the grapevine that everything was amicable on his part, but we're talking shit about him. And I'm like, what are you like, dude, you're, you're blocking me. You're telling me I'm greedy. Like we cried together. We hugged. Like I told you, I loved you. Like where, where is the bad blood? at? And so. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of the time with with all that, uh, the change in staffing and the people making accusations and things coming up like that, uh, it just kind of wears you down and weighs you down. And then when you're living on 11, because it's just become a default that you didn't realize you were living at, and then if you look deeper why are we living at 11? Is it a trauma response? Probably. So like, you know, <laughs> uh, and from, <laughs> uh, stop talking about me, but you know, like even down to my outfits, dude, like I've, I've told the story about how the guy at the leg plays, fuck you doing not wearing your bright outfit. Like I yeah. dress for others at this point. So like, if I don't go out bubbly dressed in my non-civilian clothes, uh, you know, <laughs> ready to change people's lives and worlds, people think I'm fucking dying inside. When really, maybe I just don't want to talk to anyone because I'm a little drained. Um, maybe my efforts today aren't focused on let me help the world. Maybe my efforts today are focused on I just need to make it through the day and it doesn't mean I want to kill myself and it doesn't mean I hate the world and it doesn't mean I have problems, but I'm just not energy filled because I got to worry about making it through the day today. So yeah, maybe you're just having, I think that's kind of where you're at, you know, like you're not in a specific place of shit sucks, but things went down, change is happening. Uh, contemplation, deep comp contemplation is happening. And you just don't have the energy to be here for others the way that you and or your trauma response are usually there for, right? So that's just a quick concept of what I go through, possibly putting it into what you go through. 
I, I get that. And it is something where, and like I said, this isn't even specific examples. I know everybody is, but obviously like, you know, I'm part of everybody. I'd like to think. Um, <laughs> and it's so weird because again, like I said, I did the Indie Tattoo Expo this weekend. It was fun. Um, it was a very, I saw people I knew. Uh, Medusa flew in from Portland. She brought a friend from her shop with her. Um, I saw Jason that did the Villain Arts booth with us. Um, my buddy Corey that I like, like I saw people that I know and like, and there were some people that I like kind of know that I got to at least walk by and like, what up? Uh, there's a guy that I met in Cleveland at a convention that our booth is next to his and he and I talked the whole time. Ironically enough, we walked in uh, and his booth was right next to ours again. So I was like, oh, cool. This guy's cool. I like him. Uh, we chatted the whole time. Um, so there, there was good parts of it, but there was a lot of people. And it was weird, too, because it was a good convention and I liked it. But they had an overflow room because they like, I don't know if they just ran out of space or what happened. And I was one of the last people to sign up. It was real last minute. Like I was in a wedding that fizzled out and I called them up and kind of hopped in last minute. Um, so we ended up in the overflow room and it was like maybe 12 booths total and just like a c-shape in this room and then it was legit like i'm not even being sarcastic like a fifth of a mile walk to the rest of the convention um and the whole hallway between the conventions was uh all of the like vendors so it wasn't just like misfit island it was there was a direct path to us and you went through the vendors to get to us and there was an entrance where we were at, too, because we were the part attached to the hotel. They were attached to the whole other convention center entrance. So people came through. It was a good convention, but it was very like, all right, I'm off in this little satellite room. I know some people here, but a lot of these dudes I don't know. It was like a different crowd than most of the conventions mm -hmm. that I go to. And so a lot of the last couple of conventions have been like, here's every fucking homie I have on this coast, West Coast. You know, we're, we're laughing, we're whatever. And this one was a little more equally quiet. And it's like, I think people definitely do equate quiet and reflective with like sad feelings. Something. Why are you sad? Why are you somber? Why is everything bad? And it's like, eh, it wasn't a bad weekend. I did cool tattoos. I liked people. We had fun. I got a couple hours sleep somewhere in there. Like, but it, it did like it, maybe that has left a little bit. Maybe that's why. Because I, I usually walk in. You had said like you know you walk in a little bit all right, let's start the day. And you kind of, then you open up to, I usually walk in very like ray of sunshine and like, let's get the day going, like rallying everybody up. What are you doing today? Oh, your clients are here. Let me get them something to drink. And like today I did just walk in a little more like, and we're closed on Monday. So it wasn't, you know, there was like three people in there tattooing anyways, but whatever, like just walked in with my boxes and stuff that got shipped to me and just, Oh, Hey, how is everybody? And I think sometimes that quiet, like you said, that reflection and, it can cast that vibe when you're really just thinking and you're really just kind of off in your own world, which again, just boils down to uh, hurt people, hurting people is kind of the, the encompassing phrase, but like to quiet people, quiet other people, you know, dude, like it's. Yeah. Energy is contagious. There, that's a, that is a fantastic way of putting it. There you go. So. Well, I mean, so maybe dude, this person was obviously obsessed with getting you in a good mood, but didn't know how to do it or changing your mood or wanting to see you upbeat. Dude, a lot of the time we are people's center um, for joy. You know what I'm saying? Like how many times yeah. have you heard, I need my dusty time? Yeah. 
from clients. And it, and it is funny because this is a girl that has driven to Nashville. She's driven to Akron. She's driven to Cleveland. There's no way that I haven't tattooed her at least two dozen times. Separately. So she's she's not just like a, a, fan. Se- a session every month or two for years now. So she's not just a client. She's a friend and a fan. So oh, yeah. she's a friend of yours and good friends are fans of ours, right? Like I'm yeah. fans of all my good friends. So <clears throat> when you see your friends, your friends are almost like race car drivers. You know, you're like, you're like rooting on them to win. And so when they don't feel like they're winning, you're like, how can I root for my friend when they're not winning? And it doesn't even look like they're trying. Like you're not even racing today. And so like, it gets devastating sometimes. Like this dude Mondo that's coming to guest this week, actually. Love him to death. One of my fucking homies. His tattoo is on my fucking nub. Um, the tattoo he did on the back of my calf, they kept and wrapped it around the front of my stump. So, like, man, me and this dude are deep, right? Um, and he's one, he's a shaman, he's a shamanic type dude. Uh, he's guided me on some fucking hallucinogen journeys. Um, that were very brilliant, eye-opening, um, and his loving hand and guidance were very helpful. To hear that he needed Robbie time and he was stoked to come and do this guest spot, I was like, "Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, dude, cause, <laughs> like, cause, cause, like, you know, when you're the healer, right? Who heals the healer? Other healers. Like, that's where healers go to get their best healing." Their highest, yeah. healer, right? So, like, it's still shocking to me when another healer comes to me and says, "Can I have some heels?" You know, and you're <laughs> and you're like, "Wait, what do you mean? I, I don't has no heels to give you." Like, <laughs> I comes to you for the heels, you know? Like, dude, when yeah. I was pregnant, I wanted to get together with him and fucking drop some mushrooms and get over some shit, and she was too afraid, like. Pregnant brain, right? She was afraid of me dying. She was afraid of me this, and she was afraid of me that. And then being a good partner, I was like, you know what, dog? I'll work through this shit without hallucinogens. Um, But I really would like to sit with Mondo, do some hallucinogens, and possibly ugly cry for a couple minutes or a couple hours about all this fucking pain that I've been holding on to that I don't know how to let go of. Uh, And so, like... Our last conversations last year were, hey, Mondo, I need your help. I need your healing. And this time he's like, you know, uh, I need some Robbie time, dude. This would be good for me. And I'm like, holy shit. So it's really interesting. Excuse me. It's really interesting when, you know, when the shoe's on the other foot. Um, yeah. You know, when I went to get tattooed by Jeremy Miller, I've been looking up to this dude for years, years in tattooing. And on the way home, I'm talking to Donna. And dude, he's got a fucking degree in psychology and all this shit. So like, he's getting into my brain the way I get in other people's brains. And I was like, Donna, it felt like I was dealing with myself the way that he was dealing with me. So it's just funny when the dichotomy shifts. So like, maybe this person looks to you to be their healer and you don't even realize that you are their healer in the aspect that they look to you. Um, yeah. Or maybe, maybe they're just another healer that wants to be around another healer and, you know, like comes to you to refill sometimes and was yeah. maybe looking for a refill from you, which is normal, which is natural, which isn't 
anything bad. But if, like I said earlier, if you just don't have it, you just don't have it. Yeah. And it, so, it's weird because I'm, I feel like I have it. I feel like I'm pretty good at that stuff. But I'm bad at taking cues sometimes. I'm for as intuitive and as good at taking cues as I am sometimes. I'm also not good at taking cues sometimes. And if somebody says like, oh man, you just don't seem like yourself today. And they say that kind of thing versus if she had just been like, I need you to cheer up because I need to be cheered up. Then I'd be like, oh, fucking, what's going on in your life? I got you. And you're getting tattooed by my friend anyway. So like, I'm over here, but like, I can yell across the room. I got no issues yelling across the room. You've seen that. Um, and it is funny because she has told me that before and I've tattooed her a ton, but like, whether it's like her daughter's a teenager and her daughter's going through stuff or like her husband, actually we're creeping up on a year that her husband passed away. I had told you that story. It's a client who actually had the, the nerve to call yes. and reschedule with me because she's like, yeah, my husband just died. And I'm like, I don't call me right now. Like do, what do I, what can I do for you? Um, you know, and it's funny to go through that for sure. But, uh, yeah, it is like I I don't know. I guess I just didn't feel like I was empty. Maybe my head was just in the clouds or elsewhere, but and and again, that's just a small example of the at larger like right. seeing that a lot of people are going through it and then it turns into everybody else starts how do I help them? But how do I also not make them feel ostracized? But how do I acknowledge the issue while equally not making them feel like I'm calling them out? How do I, you know, sometimes you just assume people are mad at you because they post stuff and you're like, is this about me? Am I part of this? You know, sometimes you post stuff and it's not even about anything and you upset other people. Sometimes you say things like it's, I don't know, like I said, I just feel like everybody's been tightrope tight rope walking recently. And uh, I think I've noticed it more because I do know people going through stuff. And so then equally when I'm tattooing clients. Or when I'm at conventions talking to homies from other states and they're all saying the same thing. Man, it just feels like everybody recently with this and everybody with that. And so it's it's one of those things where I feel nice to know it's not just me and it's not just our shop. It's not just our city. It's not just our friends. But like you said, it's uh, emotions are contagious. And so when everybody's in a lull, it feels like it's just everybody in a lull. When everybody's kind of, you know... Um, had a chat with medusa uh who you know saturday night like we all stayed and you know she uh is talking about you know oh it's been a little slower recently and she's kind of stressing on that and you know i've got savings but when it's slower what do you do with your savings do you spend do you like save do you whatever and her co-worker that came out with her to indianapolis and like i like reassuring her and boosting her up but it's just like man that person's on the whole other ass side of the country and is going through it it's not just people here. Um, so it's just, like I said, I, I I don't know if I'm meaning to talk in circles, but it just seems like it's been a grander thing at large lately. And it is just a weird thing to deal with. And it has, I think it has had everybody a little more introspective and reflective lately. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the reflective, reflectious is the word I just made up now. Everybody's been very reflectious lately. I like reflection. Oh, feels good. Yeah, so it just, I don't know, it does feel weird. Uh, but yeah, just trying to find that balance. And I didn't have a solution either. It wasn't like, oh, let's talk about this so I can be like, this is how to fix it. Right. Um, it, it is one of those great mysteries of any life, whether it's tattoo life, whether it's home life, family life, 
if you work in a fucking office that just like everybody experiences this to some degree and nobody really seems to have an answer for it it just it do be like that it do be like sometimes that. well i mean <laughs> you took the magical motherfucker class most of what it most of the problem solving was just breathe yeah. right like it, dude it, it panicked me every time to be the weirdo saying, all right, I'm gonna close my eyes in front of a fucking Zoom group full of people and breathe, listening to some fucking weird music or whatnot. And like, hope y'all are breathing too and hope y'all are getting some out of this. And like, cool. it was fucking panic striking, but like I would always, dude, I cried a number of times during the breath work in, in those sessions. Um, sometimes my eyes just tear up without crying when I get real deep breathing and, and meditation. Um, but really like the solution was always breathe, right? Like it was, let's talk about it for a couple hours. Let's give everybody a fucking spot in the, in the, with the microphone to talk and let's breathe about it. Um, and really most people felt better after the classes every time. Um, yeah. You know, like, because now you're unloading your fucking baggage and then you're sitting there and giving it space to fucking just be. Uh, and you know, with, with everything that goes on, like for me personally, um, <laughs> I've had so much changeover with artists in my studio and I knew the revolving door thing could happen at some point. Right. Uh, yeah. don't like it, but it's part of the life. Uh, and then guys that I look up to that are more successful than me talk about their mass exodus or mass exodus is plural. You know, like the, yeah. the times their studio walked out on them. Uh, so it's like, cool. So this could happen again. <laughs> um, uh, but also, I'm not, like you said, somebody from across the, the world is going through this across the country. I'm not going through something that's exclusive to me because I'm a loser. I'm going through something that's exclusive to people that put their, themselves out there in business. Right. So yeah. cool. I'm dealing with business guy problems. I wanted to be a business guy. So this is what it is. So I'm dealing with that. Um, so like with like right now, I've only got piercing at my shop four days a week. I was at the shop the other day. I watched like three people, four people, like groups of people come and go because we didn't have piercing that day. And I was like, oh, this is going to kill us. And so, you know, the next time I walked into the shop, I was like, hey, Spike, do you mind throwing another day onto your repertoire? I know when we hired you, we hired somebody else so we could make it four days for you. But we'd really like to have at least five days a week for piercing. And it was an easy conversation to have. He was not stressed about it. Cool. Um, you know, now, because we've taken a break on mass marketing towards needing a new piercer, we're not really getting uh, an influx of requests like we were. No big deal. I can't fucking sit here and kill myself over it. We're going to figure it out. Um, you know, I'm going through stuff with my leg and my stump. Uh, that's annoying. I've got to go and get that looked at. I just had a gout flare up, so I couldn't even use my good foot uh, and actually fell in the bathroom the other night and put a giant Robbie-sized hole in the wall because, oh. like, I couldn't use my good foot, but I was on crutches. Um, so, right, these are minor things in reality. Um, yeah. mobility, mobility is a big thing, but it's not mobility. Like I just lost my leg. When am I going to be able to walk again? It's you've gone through gout flare ups before, you know, get some Celebrex fucking, you know, reach out to your doc, 
get your medicine, take your medicine. When it gets that bad, it takes a couple of days for the medicine to bring it down. So cool. Now my anti-inflammatories are working. Uh, it also fucked my diet and exercise. Well, my exercise up because I just fucking started working with a new personal trainer, fucking getting on my fucking exercise, getting on my diet, really changing it up. And wouldn't you know, gout flare-ups are notorious for showing up as soon as I decide to start making my diet and exercise more of a priority because there's a change in protein intake. There's a change in all the things. Fucks my shit up, right? So like all these things that are annoying and frustrating and difficult. Now, remember, I'm also coming off of fucking having my balls being sore and fucking weird for a couple weeks because the vasectomy after a really hard healing fucking nine hour back session, which is I typically don't get sessions this big anymore uh, unless I have antibiotics on hand because I know that they're going to fucking suck. So like for a month now, I've been going through these not full pizza size not bite size, but, you know, meal size issues that just like I'm getting annoyed and, and getting frustrated and having to push really hard. And so I think back to one of the dudes in a coaching program that I'm with, that I'm in a coaching program with. Um, one day I was having a really hard time when I had just started this coaching program. I'm like, dude, I can't even fucking do it. Like life is just so difficult. I'm fucking up. I feel like every t- everywhere I turn, there's problems everywhere. And I love Billy Bat because, like, he's just such a weird guy, um, but he's so unique. And that's, like, where the weirdness comes from. Like, weird in a different brand than I am. So I love the other weirdos because, yeah. like, I walk around just being so weird, I don't even realize I'm weird. And so I think Billy has the same thing. And, and he's Canadian, so his speech patterns are interesting to me. And he's like, look, guy. Let me tell you something, bro. All right, check us out, kid. <laughs> He's like, I fucking wake up with problems. All right, dude, my guy. If I fucking let my problems kill me, we'd be fucked. I wake up with problems. I just have to fucking go through the problems. And so I think that in the past year or two, what I've been being taught by life is, my guy, you wake up with problems. And if you yeah. let them cripple you, I think that's what he said. If I let my problems take me down, I wouldn't be here. Something to that effect, right? So like, yeah. I can't let my problems take me down. So the point of life that I'm at right now is, yes, there are problems. Um, yes, some of these problems in different inc- in, in, incantations in the past have almost taken me out. Like made me sit in bed for days or hours or weeks or whatever, and just feel like I can't. But now I'm in that point where, oh, wait, we lost our piercer. Cool. Let's hire two new piercers. Oh, wait, we had to get rid of one before that really ramped up. Let me fucking continue searching for the, you know, the missing puzzle piece there. Oh, shit. My gout's flaring up. Fuck. You know, this happens when my fucking diet and exercise changes for the better because my body's getting thrown off. Like, instead of like, Dude, I had to even fucking deal with, I had fucking guilt and shame about fucking putting a hole in my wall when I fell. Because in the past, my gout flare-ups were, Robbie's eating like shit, Robbie's drinking too much, Robbie's being a piece of shit with his life. And then also, in drinking too much and being a piece of shit with my life, I'd get mad at somebody I was living with and punch a hole in a wall. So 
these old like these old paradigms came back to make me feel bad about shit that ain't even happening so like i had to work through like yo i'm not a piece of shit i didn't put that hole in the wall out of anger like but like really 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 like having old problems bubble up tattooing donna the other day we stopped the the session abruptly when she was like aren't you gonna uh, like are you gonna fucking be doing glows and stuff in here and i and i was like now you're driving the car too much i can't fucking do this i gotta stop tattooing you like and then i started feeling bad about that because i'm like (laughs) fuck why can't i just tattoo you and make it nice and this and that and it's like dude you know, I'm I'm spoiled. My clients spend a lot of money with me, so they shut the fuck up and don't make their problems my problems. Donna's yeah. my life partner, so her whole job is to make her problems my problems. And whether I'm there to fucking soothe her or help her with a solution, that's what it is. But in my tattoo chair, I get very selfish. So, like, you see the things I'm saying? I'm yeah. just oh, facing yeah. a lot of old shit. And then when I, like, when, when me and Donna had that, then it's like, okay. Well, you remember getting mad at all your exes when you work on them. So is this an old paradigm that's just used to showing up? So like, is my body just used to living in old paradigms that now it's my new body's, you know, job to shake and fix these old paradigms. So like, once again, long way of, I feel like we're both talking in circles a lot today. But like, I think think you just encapsulated the overall you know the hurt people hurt people thing it's been in my head and it's like trying to explain how it works and stuff i think that kind of hit the nail on the head that you're like okay am i taking out things from old exes am i taking out things from old shops am i taking these things and instead of i worked on them or i fixed them or i healed from them i'm moving on i'm going to move in this direction i'm going to do these things i'm going to do better am i just hurting because of that am i hurting other people now because now you're feeling like Oh, well, Donna backseat drove because she's excited about the tattoo. She's excited about getting tattooed. She's exciting about the fact that now that she's apprenticing, she knows more to be like, oh, how are you going to get this glow? How are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? What kind of this do you use? What kind of that do you use? And to uh, sit that and be like, and then I stopped the session because I'm freaking out from past trauma. Is this my hurt now hurting other people? Is this, you know, and that that's the thing. I think like if we don't, fix things we're just gonna the cycle never ends in the weirdest dumbest ways and sometimes you take it out on coworkers and friends or family or loved ones sometimes it's really you to heal and trying to be like okay now in the past i would have flipped out and punched a wall but now i'm just gonna like like you said they're just breathing that every time we did the class everybody breathes at the end and even if it was really kind of calm and vibey it's like at the very least we all got it out and now we can just kind of sit and just marinating it a little bit and maybe everybody's just going through their marinade phase right now right and, right uh, so, like so we're all just looking at each other like you're being quiet what's wrong you're being quiet what's wrong with you uh yeah. i don't want to talk about it because if i talk about it then i'll talk too much and then you might start talking and then we might start crying and <laughs> yeah yeah dude it's wild like i you know with with the hole in the wall i talked to donna about it and she's like look dude you shouldn't have shame around this. Like your good foot gave up on you and you fell. You didn't hurt yourself like further. Uh, You didn't do this out of anger. You weren't a drunk moron. Like, 
all the things that you're like scared that you'd made this whole because of isn't true. And Donna's been a really good judge of like helping me realize where I am and how much growth I've experienced. Because just in the five years we've been together, she's seen boatloads of growth with me. Um, so yeah, I see you. Uh, well, I figured you were you were still here. I went. I seen you went for the phone. Um, I know how that bees. Um, but yeah, like so, like it's really interesting how she's been helping me acknowledge where I've grown. So instead of being in the cycle of Robbie, you're a piece of shit to myself. It's Robbie. Wow. You've actually grown Robbie. Wow. You've actually done well with this. Wow. You put a Robbie sized hole in the wall and you know, your biggest fear, one of your biggest fears is your anger. And it could have been, you put a person through a wall and it wasn't, it was, you know, you not trying to eat like shit, you trying to change your life for the better, you doing all these great things for yourself. And then your body says, whoa, 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 we're out of whack. And now you have to recalibrate. So like, there's literally no wrongdoing here. And I think in the world that I live in, I'm so used to cause and effect that I was expecting there to be wrongdoing and waiting to get punished for it. And as I said that, I literally saw my inner child cowering in a corner, afraid to get punished. So the truth is, there is this healing that needs to happen inside of me that my inner child is waiting to get punished for doing wrong, when really the wrong we're literally doing in this life, and when I say we, I mean me and my inner child, is so minimal now compared to what it used to be. Well, we're just not used to that anymore. Well, we're not used to that yet. We're not used to being in a yeah. good place and doing our best and not trying to hide secrets from people that are going to have them find out what we're doing wrong. It's literally me and my inner child are, we've made amends. We've continued, we've, we've continued to, well, we've started to communicate again. I've started to listen to him and we've given each other love and support in the, I want to lead with love and joy and childlike nature. And he's actually being given the place at the throne to lead. And I am also healing from things that have hurt me, devastated me, and made me feel some type of way from the past. So, yeah. Yeah. And part of that healing from the past is getting far along enough to not feel, and I don't know if this is something that anybody actually does, or if people are just better at hiding it than others or what, to the point where like you just said, like, I am hurting less, I am doing this less, I am this, I am this. You fell and put a hole in the wall because you fell, you know, like, that, that, at the core, I'm sure there was a lot more emotion involved because of the situation with the other leg and everything. But even if, like, if I just went upstairs and fucking flipped on a banana peel and put a hole in the wall, it wouldn't be the pain of, like, ow, I fucking fell and busted my ass. It would be the pain of, like, fuck, I fucked up the wall, I did this, I, you know, like, going through that versus being, like, 
fuck, this sucks, life happens, I'm just glad that I'm okay. Dry, drywall can be fixed, things can be so painted, easy. like, it's so easy to fix those things, and it's funny, because I can think of a couple different times, like, it's a, like, my, I've, I've actually brought it up on the podcast before, but, like, my favorite stand-up is Eddie Izzard, and uh, he had done a thing, and, like, it's like stand-up in the 90s, where he's talking about character. And uh, how people, adults, when you're when you're a kid, you lie about things. But when you're an adult, you almost kind of admire strong character. And uh, you're a kid, it's like, oh, did you brush your teeth? I'm like, oh, yes, maybe, I don't know. But as an adult, it's like, oh, who broke that lamp? And someone's like, oh, that was me, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, you have a strong character. I admire strong character. And it's like, oh, is that so? Well, I fucking just knocked this off the thing. And I did this too. And it, it's funny because, <laughs> like, he's got this whole bit about it, but it really is like, more often than not if you just like dude i fucking knocked your cup over i broke the handle i'm so sorry i'll replace it that people they almost feel bad about it because like, please don't feel bad. i feel bad that you're feeling bad and we're we're all so inclined in the so people pleaser thing even even the hardest people like if someone breaks your thing and like i'm so sorry and this is an accident they're like oh fuck it's just an accident you're fine whatever uh, and it's funny to watch that because it is like, I don't know if anyone has really reached the point of feeling where they can just be like, I slipped and put a hole in the wall and it's because my fucking leg gave out and this and like, we'll, we'll fix it tomorrow. It's going to be all right. Like anybody. And it's, right. I think as people, not everybody, but like the, the, the vast majority of us, it's the little thing. If you had fallen and fucking landed funky and like dislocated your shoulder, you'd be like, oh, I got to get this fixed. It's the fact that you were fine. The situation was fine. It's almost more embarrassment than real pain, or it's little things more than real pain. Like if, uh, you know, like if I got shot, not that I wish to be shot, I would be so concerned with the vastness of the situation that it'd be like, well, let's get me to the hospital. Let's get me sick. This is going to be a road to recover. You're almost at peace with it because it's like here's this giant thing that happened. But like you fucking whack your elbow on the door frame and you just get that static feeling for two minutes. It's like your whole day is ruined. It's the little shit that you're just like, this fucking thing and ah. And now all of a sudden I'm talking about shit that has nothing to do with anything and I'm just complaining yep. about everything because this is that little thing that you know, like you fucking if you if you have ever ordered fast food for a group of people and everyone's order was right but yours, oh. man. I just spent like 60 bucks on fucking McDonald's and everybody got their shit and my nuggets aren't in here. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's like jump off a bridge territory. Yeah. It's such a little thing. And it is, it just all plays back into that. Like, it's your mood affects everybody and you could be so upset. And then people now are draining their emotional battery to like, oh, dude, we'll go to fucking get you more food. We'll call and order pizza. You want some of my food? And it turns out you're like, you're embarrassed. Affected yep. people over fucking chicken nuggets, and so now, or in this case, chicken nuggets. And now you're like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And they're like, it's not fine, it's not fine. And all of a sudden, your whole tattoo shop is falling apart because they forgot your sixties. You know, like right, right. No, dude, and it's funny too because, like, really, if everybody donates a bite, now you got enough food to sustain yourself. So oh you yeah. Bite everybody's food. Cool. Move on. And like. I dude, it's funny as you said that. I remember all the times in the past when I would be tattooing and send somebody to go get food, and then mine would be fucked up, and I'd get so mad and I'd lose it, and I'd look like the big scary asshole. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm really not a big scary asshole, but actually, when I get to a situation where I don't know how to regulate my emotions, this is what happens to me. 
<laughs> yep. Sorry. And I, I love it because how did that affect everyone else? How did it affect? Did people try to give you food? Did people try to, you know, and, and like, God forbid, there's that one person that's like, oh, it's fucking McDonald's, who cares? Like, and tries to almost even like marginalize the situation. And in their head, they're doing good because they're like, oh, this is little stuff. It's, it's the whole, like, you know, oh, I've just been really upset lately. And it's like, well, you know, you got a fucking cool house. You got a nice car. You fucking like your job. Like, I, those things are all true. Great. That doesn't fix that I'm fucking upset right now. Like, come on, man. Uh, you know, and they're trying to do good in their head, but it really just seems like it minimalizes everything happening. Yeah. Or it makes you feel like a dick because you're like, well, fucking, you're right. There are starving kids in other countries. Like, fuck me. Like, and it, everybody's way of feeling things doesn't always jive, but those people are always the worst and super butthole. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know? Uh, no, but I get it because I've, I've been all of it. I've, I've been every person in that situation. Um, you know, and uh, honestly, I'm when it's not my food, I'm like, yes, at least my food's right. Uh, but you know, I will, I will go and get your food for you to make your food right while I'm eating my food on the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I'll also tell you it's not a big deal, and I'll offer you some of mine's. So yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, but you know, at this point in time, if something goes wrong with my food. Man, unless I'm just like crushed from life, who cares anymore? You know, like, uh, but like I said, sometimes I will still lose my absolute ever loving shit over the simplest things. Uh, and that's not fun, you know. Um, like I said about you know, tattoo and Donna, and like being like, all right, we're just gonna end this session today because I feel like you're coming at me, and uh, sorry, dog not feeling it right now but you know yeah when you look at it for the truth we were just about to wrap up i probably wasn't even finishing the snake that day anyway because she yeah. said i'm about to tap soon and as soon as somebody says that to me unless i'm like the dog with the eye on the ball i'm ready to quit because yeah. now you've kind of killed my juices you know like if i know i'm ruining your life and you didn't pay to be here. So like, there, there's not no like, oh, let's get at least the value out of your session. You know, uh, if it's just somebody that I know I tattoo gratis because I love them. And like, it doesn't matter. Another session will do us well anyway. Um, so why are we even stressed? So like, for me, I just feel like if I would have paid attention to what it was, instead of oh my six piece isn't in this bag you know because like yeah. at that moment my six piece wasn't in the bag she got her food everybody else was cool but also i was in a lot of pain that day from my gout flare-up and i noticed people kind of stayed away from my room that day okay because why hurt people hurt people and hurt people, hurt people. I was in my way, you know, of dealing. And I'm sure the energy was felt, even though I wasn't putting out this beacon of hate, um, I'm pretty expressive. So, you know, when I'm not on 11 and I'm in excessive pain, like to the point where every so often I'd like sigh in pain while I was tattooing her, but I was very pleased to be tattooing 
because it took away the focus from the pain. Yeah. You know, so I was hurting. So maybe I decided to hurt Donna because, okay, now I just can't deal with this because dude, she, she's wonderful, but she was being a client and not one of my typical clients. So she was taking breaks and bitching about the pain way more than I can accept. And this you and don't that. Hurt me. And, uh... so, and so like, I had just, I had had enough that day. Yeah. And even though it, it wasn't. It's, it's so hard because if you're like legit, like. I love you, Donna. <laughs> you already have pain issues anyways. And then like gout issues on that for someone getting tattooed that's like willingly, I'm sitting here to do this, complaining about the pain while you're in real pain. And it's so hard to not be like, really? Like, fuck, you know, like. Dude, cool. and we use, we use TKTX on you. We're using Vasicane and Holy Water and fucking Hustle Helper. I'm doing everything I can to make your life easier. And she was, she was bitching hardcore. And, you know, later on we talked about it. She's like, I feel safe with you so I can share everything with you. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not used to people that feel that fucking safe. So they don't share it all. And it became a burden to me, you know, <laughs> because, you know, she's like, this really burns more than I'm used to. So now I'm like, cool, fuck. I'm actually speeding through this tattoo, but maybe I tattooed you wrong. And now the fucking pain is coming from me doing it wrong. So cool. Thanks. Now I'm doing it wrong. Now you're telling me I'm doing it wrong. Great. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, all these steps and pieces and dude, like, let's be honest. Your spouse is always the worst client. It's just the way it is um, because they're the safest with you, you know? And then at one point in time, she's like, dude, just because I'm in pain doesn't mean like, I want you to like ruin this experience for me. And I'm like, ah, okay, cool. So maybe I'm being a jerk and I should back off and <clears throat> learn how to approach this situation with less frustration and more communication, which is what eventually ended up happening. And, you know, you see how she comes in. We're still in love and life is still wonderful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just been, <laughs> you know i get that i don't think there was any doubt in anyone's mind that you guys weren't gonna work through it though right right and like if a if a tattoo session is what ends us then we weren't as strong as we'd hoped we were um That's the power of tattoos yep and the truth is two hours is typically her limit anyway and why would i force her into more when i can get every nook and cranny and detail knocked out in two hour sessions rather than yeah. just trying to black an arm in four hours you know like i don't have to you're you're not traveling here there's not a, a budget involved uh there's not a time budget involved we were both just kind of fucking stressed out about being in the house anymore and decided to get out of the house so like anything i did on her that day was bonus but like in those moments, it felt like earth crushing if I didn't get everything done the way I wanted to. That that right there is the magic of tattooing. It's awful. I hate it. Yep. Uh, I, I went through that today because I tattooed a buddy of mine and he got his chest done. He's getting a cover up. You know, it's going to be multiple sessions. And I mean, it's like here to here, here to here, like shoes. Um, the two parts of it that he didn't really like all of the line work is over there now. 
Um, there's like a heart right here. All the line work is on there now. We got it all done today. Um, oh, you pain wise didn't like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, he didn't like what was there prior. That's why we're doing the cover. Oh, Someone okay, cool. There. I thought you were talking about um, the new work. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. And it's wild because the tattoo itself was fine. It was just, I think it was something he didn't like the actual idea of. Um, it's like a lady head and a zombie head. And I think it's something where, like, they were, a, you know, they're over a decade old. They healed fine. They were ably done. Like, they look fine. But he was just like, I don't know why I got them. And I wanted two women heads and it didn't end up happening. And then we got this, and like, I don't, you know, he just didn't seem to love it. So he wants to do like all these big raises over it. And they're like super trad, they're going to be super bold. Did everything with an 18 round shader line work wise, so it's super thick. Um, and he's got like a heart here in the middle, like a uh, anatomically correct heart. We're going to re bold outline it, put color in it. It's black and gray right now, like put these dark reds in it, dark purple flowers to make the cover up work. And then he's got all these like vines with thorns on them coming up. We're just going to keep those, re, re outline them, make them bolder, or put these colors in them. It's going to be cool. But my goal was, I was like, I want to outline everything that's going on, re outline the thorns and the heart. And if everything's outlined, because uh, he doesn't like to sit super well. Uh, there's, I've tattooed his legs sometimes, and he's been fine, but like chest, ribs, I tattooed the side of his head and stuff. He's just like, I think he's guessing his head more than anything and kind of starts to like, ooh, a little bit when it starts to hurt. But we did numbing cream, and I don't even really like to do numbing cream, but we did it. It worked fine. It wore off after like 30 minutes. So he sat through the rest of it. We got everything lined on. We didn't get to touch up the old stuff, though, with the line work. And all that it means is he ordered the TKT extra time because we know that stuff lasts for a couple hours. Um, it just means next time we do it, I don't have to stencil. So I can wipe the numbing cream off and literally just dip and go, uh, which I'm excited about. I was hoping to have it all lined so I could just dip and go with color. just means we're going to have to spend 30 minutes re-outlining some stuff. Right. It's not the end of the world. He doesn't mind the financial whatever. He got all of the stencil and line work on. He already loves it more than what he had. Like, it's fine. But the fact that I couldn't get those last 30 minutes in, I was definitely like, Ah, you know, just like shaking my fist at the sky. I'm still going to do it next time. We're going to get all the color and the flowers. And so it's going to be rad. But like, I'm we, he's coming in in two weeks to do more. It's not like it's that far right. off. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's that little stuff that bothers you. And like you said, you want to get every little detail. And especially because it is somebody that you love and you care about. And they feel so safe with you that they can come in and be that way and be vulnerable and be all that. Plus in this case, it's, you know, the person that you're with and you have a kid with and all that to, you want to make it perfect. You want it to go just right. You want everything to go perfectly for it to be the best tattoo ever. You're going to look at that tattoo every day of your life. Damn near. So like, you get so much more in your head about it and it does overwhelm and it does hurt when you don't get that one little bit right. Or, Oh man, that one line isn't perfect. And then, you know, throw that on top of the, you know, the gout flare up and you're in pain. So then her being in pain is just making you more agitated because you don't like to see someone you love in pain and you're in pain. So you're equally like, the fuck you, I'm in pain. It, it, man, it piles up, piles up. It's a big Some, pile. Somehow not getting your six-piece nugget turns into you lost your fucking kids in your job. Uh, like it. But, yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's the thing. When we say hurt people hurt people, 
I feel like that phrase is charged with some real depth. But it can just be, I'm hurting right now in this aspect of my life. So it sucks. And I don't know how to how to deal with it. And uh I think that's I think that's a good way to to wrap this session up with hurt people, hurt people happens everywhere. It can be physical pain, it can be emotional pain, it can be deep, super duper traumatic pain, it can be superficial pain. Enough piles of superficial pain will make you snap. Heard that. You know? Um, and like. I don't even know if I'm facing superficial pain or deep pain lately. I just feel like I've just become so good at doing the Billy bat. And remember I wake up with problems, you know, and uh, if I let them take me down, I'm fucked. So like, I'm learning to just not let my problems take me down. And instead of being a complainer about them, I'm trying to be proactive and move forward and really figure it out. And, uh, what a life, man. You know, what a life to deal with. Uh, it, it was funny. I was just talking to one of my best friends on the phone earlier. And um, I was saying, like, I have money. I just, if I don't make my day-to-day funds the way I want to, I feel like I'm failing. And it's a very first-world problem to have. You know, like I have enough money to get by. I never worry about getting by money. I just really want a surplus of money right now to do all the things I want to do with. And uh, that's not the easiest for me to come by at the moment. And uh, it's just what it is. And, you know, I have uh, a bunch of people that live in my house that I'm feeding and paying uh, all the house bills on and things like that. So that changed recently. Um, so, you know, I think what I'm going through is a shift in my daily life, uh, on other aspects that I'm turning into, you're not good enough because you are not making enough money every day, which is so silly. Uh, but you know, all the pains, all the pains, man, they're, they're here, they're there, they're everywhere. Uh, and we just have to have a good support system, um, have good, I don't want to say coping mechanisms, but um, good operational mechanisms to deal with our days, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, We need to have more grace with ourselves. And we just need to remember that this is just a rung on the ladder. You know, it's just a spot in our timeline. And that's just what it is. That it is. And all of the things that we're stressing about right now and that everybody's going through and that everybody's bringing each other down with and hopefully bringing each other back up with are things that some of them we're going to laugh about in a year. Some of them we won't even remember in a month. I can't, I can't tell you, like, honestly, I can't how many times, probably just in the last year alone, that my food order has been actually messed up because I don't fucking remember because by the next day unless unless it's such a catastrophic level that it becomes an inside joke that we hang on to for forever 
Oh yeah, one time fucking four years ago at Denny's when the waitress spilled the water on you. I have the story. I'll have to tell it to you not on the podcast. It involves a waitress spilling water on me at a Denny's. And it ends two hours later with her and the manager getting arrested for fraud. Um, Whoa! It's a, really, it's a really fun story that just spirals out of control. All because she spilled some water on me and my homie when we're all eating at Denny's after a punk rock show and like wouldn't apologize and it just escalates into this giant thing where i think they like went to prison um and uh i will have to tell you that story another time but it is become a huge joke about denny's and that legit had to be god the band i was in at the time that had to be eight nine years ago and we still laugh about it so much um you know but most of it yeah you you shrug it off and a day later a week later a month later like it's it's past yeah and That's so, so we'll all get there we all will everything will come up millhouse as they say <laughs> I, have, I have heard that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so the fun part of that inside joke is uh dusty has millhouse on his neck and it says everything's coming up millhouse so if you didn't understand where that fun came from that's where the fun for me came from um <laughs> But yeah, so all, all you listeners at home. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in on the inside joke. Um, but yeah, dude, uh honestly, I think today was one of my favorites that we've done so far. Yeah. I really liked it. Um so we should, yeah, we could take a topic and advance more often. Maybe like invite a person on which we actually structured a little bit, get our yeah. shit together. Yeah. Trying to get my shit together in so many ways. Uh, you know, and the reason why I don't like getting guests on, um, tattooers are notorious for not showing up uh, for their guest appointments. So uh, that's why I like having a regular co-host. Uh, but if you want to start going down the guest category realm territory, I'm here for it. Uh, you know, I'm not against getting more organized. Yeah, so we'll move we'll about a little bit. We'll, we'll keep it loose. If they don't show up, they don't show up. We'll talk yeah. about uh, people embezzling money from Denny's. It'll be great. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, Mr. Dusty, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, I love you. Thank you for all your words today. Uh, thank you for all that you do in my life because you do bring a lot of good into my life. And uh, yeah, you're welcome. It's mutual. Hey. <laughs> I almost got my mom's birthday present done while we were doing this. So, how about that? I, I tried to like do something cool for her. I was like, look, I have like legit good tattooer money for the first time in ever. Like, what's something epic? Uh, and she was like, I just want you to make a mom heart for me. So, it starts with a mom heart. It's going to get real pain, real painy and drippy and trippy real quick. But, uh, I like it. yeah, it's, uh, Got that done. We talked. I got some art out. Good. Well, well done day. Yeah. Awesome. Not, yeah. not somber at all. No. <laughs> Take well, that, uh, client. Yeah. You very nice human that's concerned about my emotions. <laughs> um, well, thanks for coming on again, dude. Uh, thank you once again Always. to Gabe and everyone at the Reinventing Family that makes this possible. Uh, appreciate y'all and uh, thank you the viewers 
Uh, without you, we have no reason to talk on camera. So, uh, you know, have a wonderful day and uh, we'll you see too. you next week. Sounds good. Love you. Bye.